Let's look at James chapter 1, verse number 2. This is the key verse for the entire series. This is our fourth week of the series, so be sure to go back and watch the other three messages. They are very critical and foundational for this series. The scripture says, James 1, verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And what we've been discovering in this series is that we all have problems. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to have the right view, the right perspective on our problems. And that is this, to consider your problems, your trials, your tribulations, pure joy. Because we've been learning that our problems are a proving ground. That it's, it's really just a test. And when you and I pass the test, it leads to promotion. When we experience the different tests in life that come through trials and tribulation, if we pass the test, it helps us to close the gap so that our dreams can become a reality. And we've already looked at uh, at three different tests that you and I need to pass to see our dreams become a reality. And today's another test. I can't wait for next week. I'm just excited because I really, my heart is I want to see your dreams come to pass. And so today what I want to talk to you about is the small things test. The small things test. The small things are the big things. Whoever said small things don't matter has never seen a match cause a forest fire. Small things matter. You know, I, I, it's been a, a couple of times in life when in my adult life, I've, I've walked into a building and it was, you know, 10, 15 floors high and I needed to get to an appointment and I, I was pushing it close to my appointment and I, I ran up and got to the elevator in a rush. I pushed the button and then noticed that the elevator was not working. It was out of order. Have you been there before? And then your faith kicks in and you just start praying over the elevator. Lord, please, Jesus, somehow let the doors open to this elevator, Lord. Let it happen and it still doesn't work. And then, you know what I had to do? I had to take the staircase. And here I am. I got to go six flights of stairs to make it to my appointment that I'm already pushing it close to. And so I'm on the stairs and I'm going and I'm running. I'm, get, I'm moving quick up one flight, the second leg, the, the third floor, the fourth floor, the fifth floor, the sixth floor. And when I finally get to the sixth floor, I'm bro- I broke out in a sweat and I realized how out of shape I'm in. You, you know about know what I'm talking about. I am not. A brother is not in good shape. Can't make it up six flights of stairs. And you know, it's at that moment, I thank God for elevators so that it can get me to my destination quicker. And I also began to pray for somebody to fix the elevator. You know what I'm saying? I need to get, I need that elevator working next time I'm here. And when it comes to our dreams, so many people are looking for an elevator to take them to the top floor. But the only way to see your dreams come to pass is by taking the staircase. There there is no shortcut. Everybody wants to live on the mountaintop. They want the mountaintop experience, but few people actually want to take the steps to climb the mountain. And the only way to see your dreams come to pass is 
through being faithful with the small things. Mother Teresa said, be faithful in the small things because it's in them that your strength lies. The small things. And the small things test answers this question. Here's the question we've got to answer today. Here's, here's what the small things test causes us to answer, and that is this. Am I ready for more? Can I handle more? Everybody wants more. Everybody wants the mountaintop experience and the small thing test. It shows us if we're really ready for more. And so today what I want us to do is I want to look at the life of David. And David passed the small things test, and God did more than he could even imagine, even becoming the king of Israel. And I want to teach you today. I want your dreams to be able to come to pass, and I want to teach you how to pass the small things test. Here it goes. Are you ready? It's quiet in this church today. I'm just getting, I said, are you ready? All right, here we go. Here we go. Get your notes out. Let's take some notes. Number one is this. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. When we discover David in the Bible, he was a shepherd boy. Every day, he was taking care of his father's sheep. And now understand, in those days, being a shepherd boy was not a luxurious job. Shepherd, shepherding was a lowly job. People in society look down on shepherds, but understand, people might look down on what you're doing, but God looks up on what you're doing if you're being faithful to it. You see, what's, what's small to others is big to God. What's overlooked by others is seen by God. And when David heard those words, when he walked into his father's house, that you're going to be the next king of Israel, David wasn't campaigning. He wasn't jockeying. He wasn't maneuvering. He wasn't positioning himself to become the king of Israel. He was simply being faithful to take care of the sheep. Somebody needs to hear this today. God sees you when you're faithful in the small things. He knows right where you are. The Bible says this about David in 1 Samuel chapter 7, 16 and verse number 11. It says, so he asked Jesse, this is David's father, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep, just taking care of the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. He will, we will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him, and he had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. God said, this boy who's been out there faithfully taking care of the sheep, doing the small task, he will be the next king of Israel. Church! Don't despise small things. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise small tasks. Don't despise small jobs. Many people have the wrong view of small things. People think that small things are insignificant. People tend to think that small things are beneath them. Don't allow yourself to be too big to do something small. If you're too big for small things, you're too small for big things. 
No matter what it is, no matter how small it is, nothing small is insignificant. It's the small things that prepares you for the big things. It's being faithful in the small that will prepare you for what God has next. Say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, like, like pay your bills on time. Oh, Lord, open the doors. The Lord's like, no, pay your bills on time. Make your bed up. Pastor, you met them. No, I'm just trying to help you. Keep your car clean. You got Chick-fil-A bags in your car since, been in there six months. Talking about, Lord, bless me. He's like, no, I, I gave you that. Take care of that car. Brush your teeth. Floss. Like, yeah, people say, Pastor, I don't have time to floss. Yes, you do. Take 90 seconds and floss your teeth. Comb your hair. Brush your hair. Go to bed early. Get up early. Just little things. Do your dishes. Take the, tra- take the trash out. <clears throat> Somebody's like, where's my teenagers right now? They need to hear this message, Pastor. Preach. Clean your room. Turn the lights off in the house. Come to church weekly. Mm. I'm just, it's the little things. Go to growth track. Serve faithfully on the dream team. Like people are depending on you. Say, I'm going to be faithful in the little things. Lead the small group with all your heart. Hold the door open for somebody. Help out your neighbors. Don't leave your grocery cart in the middle of the Target parking lot. Put the thing up. Ooh, just tell your neighbor right now, just go ahead and look over at him with your mask on and say, this is not for me, but you better be listening. He's trying to get you somewhere. Go ahead, type it in the chat line right now. It's not for me, but it's for you. Come on, forgive somebody. Be kind. Help out a child. Listen, don't pray just for the test. Study for your test. Get your education. Come on, just right where you are with your job. Do the assignment that's already been given you. What we have to do is don't despise the day of small beginnings. If you're too big for small things, you are too small for big things. Number two is this. Number two is this. Do small things in a big way. Do small things in a big way. When you look at the life of David... He did small things in a big way. He gave his best effort when he was taking care of his father's sheep. When his father asked him to take some bread and cheese to his brothers who were at the battle lines, David gave his best effort to do what his father asked him to do. I want you to notice this in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 17. It says, now Jesse said to his son David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to the camp. Take along these 10 cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. Now notice this. He says, now, I want you to go check on your brothers. Bring back, take, bring back a report. Let me know how they're doing. And here's what David's response in 1 Samuel 17 verse 20. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Now I want you to catch this. I've overlooked this for years and this week studying, it hit me. David did not procrastinate just because the task he was given 
was small. Matter of fact, the Bible says this. It points out to us. It says that David got up early in the morning just to carry some bread and cheese. And he knew that the army already had food. I mean, it wasn't like if David didn't show up, everybody in the army is going to die. No, he knew that wasn't the case. He knew really all daddy wants me to do is go check on my brothers and bring back a report. I mean, they don't need the food, really. But David said, you know what? I'm not going to wait till 12 noon. I'm going to get up early in the morning and do a small thing in a big way. Then I want you to catch this. I just read it to you. The Bible says that David not not only got up early, but the Bible says that David left the sheep with another shepherd. So in other words, David, before he left to go check on his brothers, he went to the neighbor's house and said, hey, 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 can you help me out? My father wants me to take, the, to take some food down to my brothers, and, and I got to leave these sheep behind. Can you come over and just take care and check on the sheep? David said, I'm taking this responsibility seriously. It's a small thing I'm going to do in a big way, even though I'll probably be back in a few days and the sheep should be okay. I'm going to get somebody else just to make sure that these sheep are okay because I'm going to do a small thing in a big way. Church, it was the small things that set David apart. He did the small things in a big way. He gave his best. Here's what the scripture says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 23. It says, whatever. Would you just say that word with me? Whatever. Come on, online. Would you just type it right now in the chat line? Whatever, whatever. Come on, 10 of you, whatever. Catch that. Whatever you do, work heartily or wholeheartedly. As for the Lord and not for men. In other words, church, be the best right where you are instead of being average because you're so consumed with where you want to be. People get so focused on the next thing. They get so focused on the next job, the next opportunity, and they think that where they are, I'm not going to do my best until I get to the next thing. They think when I get, my, my, when, when I, when I get the next uh, job or my, my dream job or, or my dream spouse or my dream situation, then I'll give my best. But that's not how it works. You got to be the best right where you are. You got to be the best in small things. William McRaven said, if you can't do little things right, you will never do the big things right. You got to do small things in a big way. Just right where God has you in life, whether you're 12 years old or 92 years old, would you just work hard with what God has asked you to do right now? Just right where you are. Give it your best. You cannot control the harvest, but you can control the hustle. Work hard. Don't let anybody outwork you. Work hard right where you are. Work hard. Opportunities are usually disguised as hard work. So most people don't recognize them. It's it's hard work. Be on time. Be on time. Be like David. Leave early in the morning. I mean, show up early. Leave late. I'm just saying, give your best. Do small things in a big way. Have a great attitude right now. Well, you don't understand my boss. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand my teachers. I know everybody's going to have a good attitude. No, 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 no. You're missing it. 
you got to learn just to have a great attitude right where God has you. David had a great attitude. When you read the scripture, you never see David complaining about the taking care of the sheep. You never see David complaining about taking the food and the cheese to his brothers. He was simply faithful right where he was with a great attitude because attitude will determine your altitude. You got to choose a good attitude just right where you are, right where you are. Don't cut corners. You read about King Saul cutting corners and he was rejected as king. But as you study the life of David, he never cut corners to become the king of Israel's. He did not take the elevator to the top floor. No, David took the staircase and followed God day by day and step by step around 15 years. It took when he was anointed to become anointed king to actually become the king of Israel. This is for somebody today. Right where you are, be your best even when no one is watching. Because your heavenly father's watching. He's watching you with those sheep. He's watching you in the small things. David wasn't politicking. He wasn't, he wasn't campaigning. No, 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 no. David was taking care of sheep. And God says, I know where to find people who are doing what I've asked them to do. I can get you where I want you to. I don't really need your help. I just need you to be faithful to do small things in a big way. Let me give you today four benefits of passing the small things test. This is huge. Four benefits. Pastor, how can I know if I'm passing the small things test? What kind of benefits will I see in my life to know that I'm passing the small things test? Here, here they are. The first is this. Grows your character. You're passing the small things test because you know it's gr- it grows your character. David developed his character taking care of those sheep. Notice in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. It says, but now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. And King Saul was removed from being king because of his lack of character. And David, in this scripture, was taking care of sheep, had no aspirations to be the king. And God said, I see a man who's been growing in his character, taking care of those sheep, and I'm choosing him to be the next king of Israel. David had growing character. David did not waste the shepherd season. He didn't waste the season he was in. He allowed the season he was in to develop his character. You see, with God, who you are becoming is more important than what you are doing. So even with the sheep, you got to say, am I becoming what God wants me to become? Are you allowing God to grow your character in your shepherd season? And you want to grow your character because if you and I don't grow our character, our talent can take us places that our character won't keep us. So we got to say, God, develop my character. Use this season to develop my integrity, my punctuality, my respect, my honor, my work ethic, my humility. Small things, when we're faithful in them, will grow our character. There's a second thing that I want you to see, a second benefit, and that is it grows your skill. Grows your skill. 
And one of the things that's so easy to overlook about David's life was David was prepared for the opportunities that God brought his way. You see, success is when opportunity and preparation collide. The secret to success is to be prepared when the opportunities come. So you got to grow your skills, grow your skills, grow your skills. David grew his harp skills. Pastor, what are you talking about? Let me show this to you. It's insightful. David grew his harp skills. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 17, all right, Saul said. Saul was being, he was being just attacked by a, an evil spirit. He was just being, just being harassed by this spirit. And he says, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a, notice the word, talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior, a man of war, taking care of those sheep out there. And, is, and he has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. I want you to catch this. While David was back there taking care of his father's sheep, he was developing his skills. I mean, he's back there taking care of sheep, working a harp. Wrong note. Didn't even know why. He had no idea. Just, just playing his harp. His brother's all frustrated. David come in the house, you know. You know any of you parents know your kids start playing an instrument. You're like, oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, at nighttime, bang, bang. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Please let him quit band, Lord. Let him quit band. David's in the house playing his harp. Had no idea that one day the king was going to be looking for a harp player and the fella was working his skills and was prepared for the opportunity when the opportunity came his way. It's working your skills right where you are. What area do you need to get better in in 2021? What skill do you need to develop more in 2021 so you can be ready for the opportunity when it comes your way? I want you to catch this. David grew his warrior skills before facing a humongous giant. He grew his warrior skills. Notice in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, it says, But David said to Saul, you servant, your servant has been ke keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth when it turned on me I seized it by its hair struck it and killed it what I want you to catch is when David was taking care of the sheep he was practicing his warrior skills in private there were no television stations. There were no radio stations. There were no cameras. There, there, was no, there was nobody, newspaper writers there. It was David taking care of the sheep, and he was working his skills and developing his skills in private. He got some wins over some lions and bears in private. Church, practice and become good in private so that you're ready when God wants to take you public, don't be in a rush to go public with unproven skills. Develop your skills and learn to defeat lions and bears before you try to go fight Goliath. Some people want to go fight Goliath. I'm ready. I'm right now. You're getting whooped by the lion. Don't go fight. But work your skills. 
Get better. Develop your skills right where you are. I want you to see a third one, and that is David grew his slingshot skills before he fought Goliath. You got you to catch this. He had harp skills. He was growing his warrior skills. He grew his slingshot skills. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 38, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on, on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around. He's trying to walk around in the king's armor because he, he was not used to them. He tells the king, I can't go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling, his sling in hand that was in that shepherd's pouch, approached the Philistine. David said, King, I can't go on these. I'm not used to this. But let me tell you what I am used to. A brother's been back there taking care of them sheep, and I've been working my slingshot game. I don't know nothing about all this kings are. It's pretty. It's fancy. I know it's expensive. But let me tell you what I'm used. I've been working my skills. And I've got slingshot skills that I'm comfortable with, that I know I'm good at. And listen, church, you've got to get your slingshot and work your slingshot skills. Develop your skills right where you are so you're more marketable. Develop your skills right where you are so that you're more proficient. Develop your people skills right where you are. Develop your administration skills right where you are. Develop your vocational skills. Become the best. And you don't have to be the best at everything, but be trying to be the best at something. Develop your skills, your speaking skills, your leadership skills, your team building skills, your management skills. Get your slingshot and work it. Develop your delegating skills, your problem solving skills. Develop your results. Don't know nobody wants you just trying at your workplace. They want some results. So develop your skills. Pastor, you're preaching today. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm telling you right now, church, if you will just work at it, I'm working. I am working constantly on my skills, whether it's speaking or leadership or team building or management. I'm, I'm, God, I want to be better because, God, the next thing you want to do at People's Church, I want to be ready for it. Develop your slingshot skills right where you are. Here's the third thing I want you to see. Not only do you grow your skills, grow your character. But number three is it grows your confidence, grows your confidence. When you're faithful in the small things, it builds your confidence. It grows your confidence. And David had enormous confidence, and you have to catch why. Because he was being faithful in the small things. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32 said, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. This is a young boy. This is not a trained soldier. All of the rest of the Israelite army, is, they're scared. They're in the valley of Elah, scared of this large nine-foot-tall giant. But David had confidence. Why? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, I've got some victories over a lion. I've got victory over the bear. God has helped me. I've been working on my skills, and because I've got victory over them, God has given me confidence. I can defeat this giant. He says he will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David will go and the Lord be with you. Church, David had confidence because he had experience defeating the lion and the bear. When you pass the small things test, 
it grows your confidence. You get confidence to step out and do what God's called you to do. You get confidence to step out and lead how God's called you to lead. You get confidence. You've been working on your skill and you become an expert in your field. And you've got confidence to do what God has called you to do. And one of the worst things that can happen is an opportunity arises, but you don't have the confidence or you have false confidence. You, ha- you have confidence, but it's a, it's a false confidence. It's, you, you, you got a lot of faith, but you don't have skill. And I believe in faith. I'm a person of faith. We're people of faith. We're Christians. The Holy Spirit is in us, and we need to be people of faith and take bold steps of faith. But we not only need faith, we also need skill so that we're prepared. So when the opportunity comes, we're prepared for what God wants to do. And when your faith matches your skill, you will have this confidence because you said, God gave me a victory over the lion. God gave me a victory over the bear. Come on, Goliath. You don't want none. And when you're being faithful in the small things, it grows your confidence to step into the big opportunities that God brings your way. Number four is this. Number four is this. Number four is this. Let me give you the fourth way it will grow you, this fourth benefit. It grows your opportunities. It grows your opportunities. David had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And we could get so focused on the opportunities We get so focused on the mountaintop experience. We get so focused on where we want to be, and we just miss out on the secret of David's life. And that is being faithful in the small things right where he was. You see, church, I've said this many a times. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's impacted my life, and I want to repeat it again. Small doors can open into big rooms. It's been faithful in the small. And David was faithful taking care of of sheep. Out there taking care of sheep, just being faithful. And the prophet shows up, Samuel, and asked David to come in the house. And the opportunity came and he was anointed to be king. David was faithful to develop his harp skills and he had no idea no idea that just being faithful in the small things the opportunity would come to go to the king's palace to play. David was just faithful with cheese and the bread had his slingshot going to take it to his brothers. He had no idea there was a Goliath, a giant an opera. He, he was just being faithful early in the morning. He arranged everything with the, that the sheep would be taken care of and went down to the battle lines. And that day an opportunity came to fight Goliath. He had no idea that killing the lion and the bear and working on his skills and his, his warrior skills and his techniques and the, and the slingshot, and he was working on all. He had no idea that that prepared him to fight that giant that day named Goliath. David was just faithful in the small things. And then he defeated Goliath. The Bible says he got wealth, fame, the king's daughter to marry. He didn't go to the battle lines that day wanting all of that. 
That just came with him being faithful and prepared by doing the small things well. And here's what the Bible says about David in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. Whatever mission, whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. Whatever small thing David did, he was faithful to do it well. And then one day, he stepped into being the king of Israel. Here is the sobering verse that speaks deeply to my heart. It makes me evaluate myself because I want to see all the dreams God placed in my heart come to pass. And I want to see all the dreams that God has placed in your heart come to pass. So may this verse speak deeply to you today. Luke 16 verse 10, Jesus said, Whoever can be trusted with little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Can God trust you with little? Are you being faithful with little? If you want to close the gap and see your dreams become a reality, you will have to pass the small things test. Church, church, what you're facing right now, what's in front of your most important step is your next one. It's what God is right in front of you. Are you being faithful? Here's what I want you to know. What you're facing right now, it's a test. That small thing, it's a test. It's a test. How are you responding? Are you handling it? Are you being faithful? Do you have a good attitude? Are you working with all of your heart? Are you growing your skills? It's a test. And right now, the Holy Spirit is working. He's speaking to us about small things right now. And I want us to really make room for God to have his way so that our dreams can come to pass. Don't sign off early. Don't leave your location right now. Would you let the Holy Spirit work in your heart right now? Come on, Shannon and team. Let's sing this song right now, church. And let's make room for God to do big in us by being faithful in small things. Come on. Would you call out to God right now, church? Would you call out to God right now? Make room today. Right now, at every location, every location, online right now, God is speaking to some of you right now about the small things. He's speaking to me. 
And right now, can we just be transparent, eyes open, heads up? You say, Pastor, this is speaking to me. (laughs) There's an area of my life I need to be more faithful in. It's a small thing that's right before me, and God's speaking to me right now. He's speaking to me. And what I want the Holy Spirit to do is just to shake us all up right now. Shake up the ground. Shake us up that we can be more faithful. If I'm talking to you right now, would you just slip a hand right now all around this, all the campuses? Come on. Would you slip a hand? Come on, let's call out to God. Lord, shake us up today. Shake us up today. Oh, that we would be faithful in the small things so we can see the big things. Come on, let's sing it together. Shake up the ground of all my dreams. 